It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Catch, host of Locked On BYU, of course, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where the phrase is, your team every day, and that's exactly what we're doing with Locked On BYU, bringing you everything you need to know about BYU football each and every day, Monday through Friday. Appreciate you guys downloading the podcast. A lot of people reaching out saying they're listening to the podcast and sharing it with family and friends, and I'm really appreciative of each and every one of you that have done that so far. Also want to say welcome to new and first-time listeners. Uh, hope you, hopefully you guys will come back. Hopefully you'll find the content good and something that you you like and that you'll be also be willing to share it with you. You can download the podcast on iTunes. It's on Stitcher now. TuneIn Radio also has the podcast. Google Play and Spotify are supposed to be coming shortly, so stay tuned for that. But once again, thank you for listening, and my name is Jay Cash. We'll be talking about BYU each and every day on the podcast, football, basketball, and everywhere in between when it comes to the sports at, at Brigham Young University. All right, just kind of a layout of the show for you today. It is Friday. Of course, the season opener for BYU football is tomorrow when they take on Arizona and Tucson. 8.45 p.m. Mountain Time kick, nationally televised game on ESPN. Get excited, people. This is this is a fun time of year. It's the, the season is here officially, game time tomorrow, and I'm very intrigued to, to see what BYU does. I legitimately have no real feel off the top here. I have no real feel on how good or bad BYU can be, and that terrifies me personally. Normally, I have a a gut feeling about this team, but this year, after what uh, BYU did last year with the four and nine season and, and looking completely inept in multiple facets, it's got me legitimately wondering what BYU will look like. Um, I I want to be encouraged. I also want to be discouraged, but I have an almost an indifferent feeling. And I, indifference the wrong word to describe um, my feeling about BYU currently. But we'll break into this a little bit more. Um, today's episode is going to be focused on that Arizona game. A preview for you. Let you know what players from the Arizona Wildcats you need to pay attention to. Also, of course, we'll talk a little bit about BYU and what they can do in this game. Some advantages they may be able to take. Um, we'll take advantage of, I guess that's the easiest way to phrase that, even though it uses a, two words within a sentence, but it should be a fun show today. So uh, coming up in this first segment, we'll talk a little bit about the offenses for both teams, Arizona and BYU. The second segment, we'll talk about the defenses. And in the third segment, got a couple of questions that have come in from listeners at locked on BYU. Of course, follow us there. Also, you can reach out to me on Twitter, on my personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. So check it out there. You can always reach out and let me know what you think. You also can email us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. 
All right. So, yeah, there you go. Kind of the layout of the show. So let's start off right now with the offenses for BYU and Arizona in this game tomorrow night. And the headliner in this in this segment is going to be Khalil Tate. He is absolutely incredible. What he did in the month of October last year captivated the entire United States. It vaulted him into the Heisman discussion. I listened to quite a few other podcasts that are college football related. And every single one of them, after he did what he did during the month of October last year, said, could this kid come out of nowhere and win the Heisman Trophy? And for good reason. Because he rushed for 1,411 yards last year in just 11 games played, nine of them starts, which is when the bulk of his yards came. He set a record in the football bowl subdivision by rush for he set the record by rushing for 327 yards. It's the most yards ever rushed for by a quarterback in FBS history. He did that against Colorado last year in Pac-12 play. It is going to be interesting to see what BYU's defense can do to slow down Khalil Tate. Uh, and that that's the that's the operative word right there. Slow down Khalil Tate. I don't think you can contain him. No offense to BYU's defense. I'm sure they've they've got ideas and hopes and dreams and plans that they can that they actually can slow down Tate. I'm not that uh, I'm not that comfortable with it. Um, to use a term we had so in my day job, I produced David James and Patrick Kinhan show DJ and PK in the morning. We had former BYU linebacker uh, Brian Keel on the show this morning. And he was asked, what's your confidence level in BYU? And he said, can we change it to hope? I have hope for BYU, but my confidence, eh, it's not exactly, I don't necessarily have confidence. I'm going to take that phrase. I have hope that BYU could contain Khalil Tate, but I don't necessarily have the confidence that they'll be able to contain him. So the important part for BYU will be to limit him. The problem with that is if you do, let's say, BYU is able to make him a, is able to contain him to where he feels like he needs to throw the ball more. He's got lots of weapons around him, and that's where it gets scary. He has a running back alongside him as a senior in JJ Taylor, five foot six, rushed for just over eight hundred yards and five touchdowns last year. Taylor can get lost behind an offensive line. He's so small that he just disappears and he pops out of a hole and busts off a big run. BYU is going to be very care- BYU is going to have to be very careful when it comes to defending that two-headed monster in the backfield. When you go over to their wide receiving core, I don't I feel like Arizona's wide receiving core, they've got more established guys than BYU does probably, but they're also the unit, well not okay, they're not the unit that has the most question marks, that's the offensive line and we'll get to that in a minute, but they have they have they have to have some, they have something to prove. I guess is the easiest way to say that. And I'm interested to see if Arizona can actually prove that because that's been their bugaboo. Is Khalil Tate was their sole focus when it came to their offense for a large stretch of the season last year. I'm guessing that he'll still be the focus of this offense, and for good reason. He's he's very very good at it. But BYU needs to see if they can force him to utilize his teammates which will help BYU in turn. Now, a note on Arizona's offensive line. 
Uh, Blake Freak, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, please reach out to me and let me know. But he is um, Lathe Freak, I apologize, has been suspended for two games. He is their best offensive lineman. And without him, they have another, their center has had knee issues since the spring. So it's looking like, well, at bare minimum, Arizona will have four new offensive linemen starting a game together for the first time tomorrow night, most likely five, and that should bode well for BYU's defensive line. They should be licking their chops thinking, hey, here's our chance. If we can dominate this offensive line and force Khalil Tate to throw the ball or just simply to be uncomfortable would be a massive accomplishment. Because when he gets comfortable and he starts reeling off runs and he starts being able to use his RPO game to throw the ball on slants, etc., it's death by a thousand paper cuts at that point. So BYU is going to need to, be, need to take advantage of this offensive line. I think that they can. That they can. Guys like Corbin Kafusi, I believe that Kairos Tonga could have a good day tomorrow. I'm really excited to see a walk-on sophomore Bracken Elbakri, who's expected to get the start, see what he can do. Trajan Peely, Elisa Tuiaki earlier this week said that, yeah, Trajan may not look any different from last year in terms of body size, but he's gotten stronger and he's been better against the run. Does that mean he has a better pass rush? We'll see. That's what BYU needs. They need to be able to contain. And if they can get that contain with using you four or five guys at the most, that would be very beneficial for BYU's defense. I don't think they're going to be able to keep contain with four or five guys, though. They're going to have to spy Khalil Tate a lot. I would guess a guy like Zane Anderson could pick up that role, but Pau also could be in that mix to, to keep an eye on him at all times. And we'll see what happens. I don't know that, uh, the, like I said, going back to my original point, Khalil Tate is the man, the myth, the legend in Tucson, and he's everything he's cracked up to be, in my opinion. So it'll be incumbent upon BYU to make sure that they slow down Arizona Star. I uh, didn't get to much of BYU's offense, but real quick, Tanner Mangum, the coaching staff, we've mentioned this earlier on in the week, the coaching staff, after picking him as the starter, needs to put him in situations where he can succeed. They need to make sure that he has passes that he's comfortable with, make sure that they mix up the play calling, get him into spots where he can he can do good things. And the best thing that could happen for BYU is to use an offensive line that the coaching staff has been very high on and run the ball. Control the clock. That's the name of the game when you go when you go on the road, especially in college football. Will that happen? We'll, we're about to find out tomorrow night, 8:45 p.m. Mountain Time. Tune in, and we'll both find out. We'll all find out together. We'll both find out. All right, so there you go. That's the first segment talking about some of the offense. Khalil Tate, he is the headliner in this game, and for good reason. Uh, keep an eye on him because he's going to be hard to miss. We'll take a break here. We'll come back, talk a little bit about each defense. Arizona, young defense, got plenty of talent. BYU is a little more veteran. We'll talk about both of those next. But real quick before we take the break, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring Locked On BYU. This podcast is listened to by 98% men, and 80% of those men are between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men 18 to 44, this is your spot to advertise. Plus, our rates are very reasonable, so email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com to find out more information. All right, taking the time out, we'll be back on the other side talking BYU and Arizona defenses right here on Locked on BYU. 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, working in the sports media industry, I have a lot of people ask me for advice, especially when it comes to sports betting. Usually it's what team to bet on each week, but the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash today and you also could win big. They have live in-game betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for fantasy people out there, fantasy fans, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. There's a lot to do and a lot of fun to be had with my bookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. If you win, they pay. Here's what I want you guys to do. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. MyBookie is currently matching listeners' first deposits 100% up to $1,000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. That's MyBookie. Locked On NFL has become the Locked On NFL of experts. Matt Williamson hosts the Locked On NFL podcast and has a brand new lineup this fall joining him. Every Monday, it's going to be Locked On's local experts on the biggest stories in the league. Then Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus will join the podcast every Wednesday. And finally, ESPN's amazing reporter Mike Sando joins the show on Thursdays. Be sure to follow Locked On NFL on all of your podcast platforms to get this amazing content. Check that podcast out. Yesterday's podcast with Mike Sando was absolutely phenomenal. I'm an NFL fan in addition to being a college football fan, but we're covering BYU here. Of course, this is Locked on BYU, and my name is Jay Catch. But if you are interested in NFL content, check that out. All right, welcome back to the show. We talked about the offenses. Okay, let's be honest. We talked about Khalil Tate in the first segment there. He's just so good. I, I don't regret spending that much time on him. It's going to be very important for BYU if they want to be successful in this game tomorrow night that they contain him. So a couple of notes here on the BYU defense. It sounds like BYU's defense came out of fall camp healthy except for Travion Green, who was expected to be a contributor at cornerback. He uh, tore his ACL on the second day of fall camp. He has since underwent surgery. He's going to redshirt this season. He will be out. Also, Tavita Moonga announced earlier this week that after some hope that he might be able to rejoin the team and help bolster the D-line depth, he is also red-shirting. So those two guys will be gone, but the rest of BYU's defense is healthy and should be good to go. That's good news when it comes to defending Khalil Tate. I'm interested to see if Butch Pau can regain the form he showed in 2016. He had an injury-plagued season a year ago, still finished third on the team in tackles with 74. I... I hope he's able to go out on top. He's a senior this year. He wants to have a big senior year. He's joined in the linebacking core with converted safety Zane Anderson, who's playing the role that Fred Warner played a year ago. It's almost a hybrid safety role. 
which I think Zane Anderson is going to succeed in. I'm really excited to see him play that spot. And then also Sione Takitaki, who might be my X factor for this defense this year. If he's able to lock down that weak side linebacker spot, and it's not truly a weak side linebacker spot, but if he's able to, <coughs> excuse me, if he's able to go out and put BYU in advantageous positions, whether that be by getting sacks, turnovers, tackles for loss, he really could make major impact for BYU. He's a senior this year. He's supremely motivated. Jay Drew had a phenomenal, phenomenal piece in the Salt Lake Tribune on how his wife, Alyssa, helped turn his life around. I would encourage each and every one of you to go read that story. You get 10 free stories on sltrib.com. Go read it. It is worth the five to ten minutes it took me to read it. I learned a lot about Taki Taki, and he's supremely motivated this year to have a great senior year. So we have three seniors at linebacker that I think are in positions where they can they can take advantage of their their skills in terms of their physical gifts, and I'm excited to see how BYU deploys them. Along the defensive line, Corbin Kafusi and Trajan Peely have a lot to prove. Their backups, of course, Devin Kafusi, Corbin's younger brother, Uriah Leatawa, also have things to prove. BYU needs an improved pass rush from its defensive line, and that normally comes from the defensive end spot. So they need, to, they need to step up and prove that they can play ball. The defensive tackle spots, I'm actually quite comfortable for the time being with BYU. They need to show a little more um, hustle, I guess is the easiest way to describe it. Kairos Tonga, Meti Taliauli, I believe, sometimes feel like come off the ball a little bit slow and get, get, get taken advantage of because they're slow off the blocks. But that's why a guy like Bracken, Elbakri, Zach Daw, two walk-ons that have found themselves 1-2 on the depth chart at defensive tackle, they've taken advantage of that. I think those two guys hopefully will motivate the other players that maybe, let's be honest, have more physical talent. Excuse me, I apologize, I'm struggling here. But if they have more physical talent, I feel like they need to be looking at a guy like Bracken Elbakri or Zach Daw, who's outplaying them and say, hold on, I can up my game, and hopefully that benefits them. And then in the secondary, the questions I have about BYU on their defense is at cornerback. They moved Dion Gonwoloku and Troy Warner to safety, which along with Austin Lee, the safety spot should be an absolute strength for BYU this year. That leaves question marks at cornerback. Can Chris Wilcox take advantage of his physical gifts and start making plays? I've seen him throughout fall camp be in great positions to do things, and for whatever reason, doesn't make a play, doesn't get the pass deflection, doesn't really do anything. I want to see him start to make plays. Michael Shelton, five foot eight. He has physical limitations, but he's been playing bigger than his size would indicate. Can he be successful at this level at that height? We'll see. Bo Tanner, really raw cornerback with developing technique, but has all the speed that you want to see in a cornerback. Can he step up? Can Keenan Ellis step up and help out with the depth as a redshirt freshman? Uh, The cornerbacks, in in a nutshell, need to step up and really be a strength this year because if they do that and BYU feels like the cornerbacks can lock down receivers one-on-one, that helps Elisa Tuiaki feel more comfortable at sending blitzes and helping his defense out in other facets. A couple of notes here 
Um, so, sorry, just to reiterate, BYU, there are question marks at defensive end and cornerback for me. Outside of that, I'm fairly comfortable with the other spots. It'll be interesting to see how they produce this year, especially in this game tomorrow night. And if the question marks become adequate, they get the question marks taken away from them, they're adequate and they succeed, BYU's defense is a veteran unit that could definitely help out this team quite a bit with an offense that may not hit the ground running at 100%. And I don't think we necessarily expect BYU's offense to do that. It would be great, but new offensive coordinator, new offensive scheme, it most likely will not hit the ground running. So BYU's defense needs to help out its offense. A couple of notes on Arizona's defense before we take a timeout here is that they have three guys that I'm very excited to see. All three were freshmen All-American all, th- all three were freshmen All-Americans last year. One of them has a BYU connection. That would be Tony Fields the second. He's a linebacker for Arizona. He's the son of BYU, a former BYU defensive back Tony Fields, who played for BYU in the mid to late 90s. Uh, he's out of Las Vegas. He led the team last year in Arizona with 104 total tackles in 2017. His two other linebacking uh, running mates, Colin Schooler, I believe is how you pronounce it. It might be Schuler, but I believe it's Schooler. He's another freshman All-American that had 13 and a half tackles for loss in 2017, along with 94 total tackles on the season. That was second on the team. And then Kylan Wilborn. He plays, they call it the stud position. Uh, their defensive coordinator came over from from Boise State and brought that hybrid 4-3-3-4 defense to Arizona, and Wilborn plays that stud hybrid def- position. He's 6'2", 240 pounds. He, he led the team in sacks in Arizona last year, was 7.5 on the season, had something like 33 tackles, so not as many tackles as his two teammates, but still a freshman All-American because all three of these young men were f- true freshmen last year. And they stood out. I believe there were some Pac-12 honors that came to these players, Fields and Schooler in particular, and All-American honors followed them as well. This linebacking core is going to have to make plays for Arizona. They're still kind of developing that defensive front, so BYU's offensive line hopefully can take advantage of that. The the trench warfare, uh, it's not warfare, trench line, trench line play between the offensive and defensive lines, BYU... Um, on paper has schematic advantages on both sides. A developing defensive line that may not be fully developed quite yet should help BYU's offensive line. Five brand new offensive linemen potentially for Arizona against the defensive line that has at least played together in some form or fashion over the last year. Yeah, I'm thinking that BYU is going to have some advantages along the, the offensive and defensive line. The question will be if they are able to take advantage of that and make it into something that will help BYU hopefully pick up a win in this game. But these three linebackers, Tony Fields the second, Colin Schooler, and Kylan Wilborn will be guys to keep an eye on. So there you go. Some thoughts on the Arizona defense. All right, we'll come back, talk a little bit more about the game, give you my game prediction, as well as get to some questions that were sent in on Twitter at LockedOnBYU or at Jacob C. Hatch. You can catch the show on either one of those Twitter channels, of course, on Facebook at LockedOnBYU, or you can email us always at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Get the theme, it's LockedOnBYU. See you in a minute. The 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Do you guys feel it? Do you guys feel what's going on in the air? It's fall time, and that means football is on its way, and that means it's also fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place for you to play. FanDuel is something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe them? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team each week to win, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This contest locks before week one, so don't miss out on your chance and sign up now. FanDuel is something I've used for a long time. I've always loved their daily fantasy leagues. It gives me a chance to pick players, pick teams, and have a chance to win money. Well, this is another chance to win. $250,000 should be a fantastic season playing along with FanDuel. I'm really excited to be part of FanDuel this season playing, like I said, those daily fantasy leagues. I'm really excited to try out this new Survivor Contest. It's a fun way to compete with your friends, family, and even just complete strangers. To get in on the free two. $250,000 Survivor Contest. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and everyone else at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's crunch time for fantasy football, and the Locked On Podcast Network is delivering. Locked On has a brand new fantasy football show called Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 will give you the latest trends, hot roster moves to make, and where to get the advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, the injury expert, gives you the edge. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 is here to help you win your league. And you better believe I'm going to be using that. I've got a fantasy league that I've got to draft for this weekend. And yeah, I'm going to be listening to that podcast. I need all the help I can get. I have not been up to date on NFL football as much as I have been because I've enjoyed doing this show so much that I have almost ignored the NFL to a certain degree in the preseason. But this is Locked on BYU. My name is Jay Catch. Thank you for listening to the show. As we wrap things up today, I want to get some final thoughts and questions answered for you before the game tomorrow night. Arizona at in Tucson, Arizona in Tucson at Wildcat Stadium, 8.45 p.m. Mountain Time kick. So let's get to some questions real quick before we wrap things up with my score prediction. Grant Lundberg sent in a question earlier this week asking what what Arizona's expected schemes under their new coaching staff and their top players to watch for other than the QB. I mentioned in the first segment, J.J. Taylor is a guy to absolutely keep an eye on. I've really enjoyed watching him play in the past. He's a diminutive back, uh, five foot six. He's not very tall, but that actually works to his advantage. He runs behind his pads, and that's a football cliche, but he also disappears behind an offensive line and pops out of holes when you least expect it and busts a big run off. So he's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. This new offensive line as a whole will be something to keep an eye on. They have really got something to prove, and I'm hopeful that BYU's defensive line can take advantage of that and help BYU get a win. The schemes, let's put it this way, uh, 
Noel Mazzoni is a guy that has used multiple schemes throughout his career. Most recently, he's been very much a proponent of the spread option, kind of that RPO offense. But Kevin Sumlin, the head coach, is a guy that is well-schooled in the air raid. So they are trying to use those two philosophies and meld it to work with what might be the greatest running quarterback college football has ever seen in Khalil Tate. So what I would expect in terms of what I expect to see is if you remember Johnny Manziel playing for Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M, I would expect something similar to that. They're different players. Manziel was a better thrower on the run, uh, a little more crafty. Khalil Tate is just a bulldozer with lightning fast ability to break a runoff 70 yards and score a touchdown. I think that they're going to use air raid air raid philosophy in their passing game but they also use that RPO game and they're going to run Khalil Tate I have no doubt about that they're going to take advantage of his running ability so we'll see what happens there uh, moving along here are some other questions that came in is there was a question that came in today from Seth Baird who's asked the question on the podcast before so Seth appreciate you tuning in uh, he's at Baird Seth on Twitter he says what position group will show the most improvement from last year to this first game and that's a great question I, I've been thinking about it and a position group that I think that disappointed last year let's be honest was the wide receiving core I'm hesitant to say they're going to be improved because they haven't played a game, but I expect the guys like Neil Pau, Micah Simon, Akile Davis, Dylan Cauley, Aleva Hifo, and if if you want to extend it out to the tight ends with Matt Bushman, etc., I think that the the pass-catching contingent on BYU's team is going to be improved. Fessy Satake has demanded that these guys get on the jugs machine, work out, that they, and he also demands during practice that they don't drop balls. Uh, will that result in what BYU needs tomorrow night? We can only hope, but I think that this wide receiving core is not going to have some of the failings they had a year ago. Most notably, drops, seemingly no accountability for said drops and missed assignments out on the field. I think that era has gone away. All right, as we wrap things up here, you guys probably want my prediction for this game. The game, the line has been shuffling. It is down to about 11 or 11 and a half. I've seen it 12 at one sports book. We'll go with 11 and a half points. I'm going to pick BYU to cover the spread, but I'm going to pick them to lose the game. Yes, you can hit me up, fill up my inbox with all the hate mail you want. Like I said off the top on this podcast, I have... I I don't have a great read one way or the other on this BYU team. I need to see them in a game. And unfortunately, that means they have to go against Arizona tomorrow. And I think that they'll come up short. I'm guessing, like I said, I'm picking BYU to cover the points. So I'm going to take a prediction right now of Arizona 27, BYU 21. There you have it. I would hope that the the score is reversed. I hope that BYU can win a game, get this season off to a positive note, uh, get themselves rolling, get some positive juices flowing, but we will see. Take care of the ball, execute, and you never know what might happen. Take the ball away on defense, 
It'll be a fun game. Enjoy it. I'll be watching along. Check us out on Twitter. We'll be tweeting on Locked On BYU and also at my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Give you some of my insights there. Also did a write-up of a preview on 1280thezone.com. If you want more of a written preview, quotes from BYU coaches and players, that's available to you as well. Once again, thanks for tuning into the podcast. It's been an absolute privilege to bring it to you each and every day so far. We've been doing this for almost two weeks, so thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to be a featured sponsor on the show, please email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Of course, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and coming soon to Google Play and Spotify if it's not already there. Thank you for tuning in. Share this with your friends, and we'll catch you on Monday as we wrap, recap Arizona and look ahead to Cal with comments from Kalani Satake and his players. That's what's coming up next week. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Locked on BYU for August 31st, 2018. Have a great day. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.